It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode, I'll be getting into a fun little comparison between Connor Bedard and Patrick Kane's rookie seasons to see how they fared in their first 45 NHL games. I'll also be getting into an update on all the Hawks prospects currently playing for top 25 teams in college hockey, plus where the Blackhawks prospect pool ranks compared to the other 31 NHL teams. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. And a quick reminder to everyone watching this on YouTube right now to go and smash that like button, comment down below, and subscribe for Celebrini. If you happen to be listening to the audio version of today's episode, or even if you're a frequent listener on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it may be, make sure to be constantly downloading all of those latest episodes. Go and rate and review the show as well. It's all 100% free. It won't cost you anything and really does help me out tremendously. And I also got to let you know, today's episode is brought to you by the Sleeper app, the go-to platform for daily fantasy sports. And right now, if you go and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, you'll get up to an $100 match on your first deposit with Sleeper. All right, good morning, everyone. Again, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman too. And make sure to go and follow my strictly Blackhawks account as well at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Got a fun episode on tap for here for all of you here today as what I'm going to be kicking things off with is a fun little comparison between Connor Bedard and Patrick Kane's rookie season since the Blackhawks and the Red Wings just had a very fun matchup on Sunday afternoon. Patrick Kane reminded all of us why he's still called Showtime and that he could still hang with the big dogs in this league. Um, And also, I just think that with the Blackhawks now having that changing of the guard, obviously Patrick Kane's gone, Jonathan Taves is gone. It's a new era of Blackhawks hockey, and they're really building this franchise around their latest number one overall selection. And that, of course, is none other than Mr. Connor Bedard. So I just thought it would be fun to kind of compare what Bedard is doing right here, right now in his rookie season to what Patrick Kane was doing with the Blackhawks way back in 2007, 2008, comparing their first 45 NHL games to uh, what Bedard is doing right now. And also what Bedard's numbers could look like on this pace by the end of the season. And by the way, Blackhawks fans, we only got 23 games left in the year. The Blackhawks 
uh, will be playing their 60th game of the season when they hit the ice next on Thursday against the Colorado Avalanche. So getting down to the nitty gritty here, not only is it going to be interesting to see where things shake out at the bottom of the standings the rest of the way, as it seems like it's a two horse race between the Chicago Blackhawks and the San Jose Sharks for the Macklin Celebrini sweepstakes, but it's also going to be rather interesting to see what Connor Bedard does in terms of his numbers. It's going to be fun to watch him uh, chase down 30 goals, which I think is the milestone that he probably has, even though he won't admit it, um, cemented in his mind. And just going to see if he can eclipse that point-per-game plateau despite uh, the Blackhawks' offense you know, ranking out as one of the worst in the entire NHL. But getting into Bedard's numbers here so far this season, Blackhawks fans, because uh, he missed a little bit of a stretch there due to the fractured jaw. He's only played in 45 of the Hawks' 59 games so far this season, but he's still their leading scorer. Tied for the team lead in goals was 17, along with Jason Dickinson. He's added 23 assists as well in those 45 games for 40 points, 17 goals, 23 assists. Uh, a minus 26 plus minus rating, but I'm not going to hold that against him. He's the leading uh, forward getter in terms of ice time on a really bad Blackhawks team. Those things are going to happen. 14 penalty minutes for Bedard in 45 games. He's done a good job of, I, I think, staying aggressive on the forecheck. He's not a soft player out there when he doesn't have the puck, but also doesn't take a lot of penalties, which is always great. And then out of his 17 goals this season, what's been rather impressive to me, Blackhawks fans, is that 15 of them have come from the even strength variety. And Going into this year, I really thought the addition of Connor Bedard, um, I also assumed Taylor Hall was going to be healthy all year long. Same with Andreas Athanasiu, but I really thought the Blackhawks' power play was going to be the most lethal part of their offense. That has been far from the case throughout the course of the season. Bedard only has two power play goals on the year, which I think is even more impressive that he's uh, doing that without scoring power play goals. He's the leading scorer on the Blackhawks, still the rookie leader in terms of points with only two PPGs on the season. Uh, he's been rifling pucks on net with 135 shots on goal and shooting at a pretty good clip despite having that many shots with a 12.6 shooting percentage while averaging 19 minutes and 13 seconds of time on ice. And in terms of where he ranks among the rookie point leaders in the NHL, he's still six points up on Minnesota Wild defenseman Brock Faber and seven points ahead of wild forward Marco Rossi, who's third. And he also has 13 more points than Arizona Coyotes forward Logan Cooley in 17 fewer games, just to rub a little bit more salt in the wound there to all of the Coyotes fans, because I won't let them off the hook after that organization once called Logan Cooley, the top prospect of all in all of hockey. So uh, Connor Bedard, I think, has kind of put that notion to rest pretty early into his rookie season. But yeah, a really solid rookie campaign so far for Connor Bedard. It's been night and day in terms of what the Blackhawks are capable of when he's healthy and in the lineup at 18 years of age. He's already their best player. Um, it's rather impressive what he's been able to do. And I think just seeing what this Blackhawks team was without Connor Bedard is a yet another reminder of how special of a player he already is and what he's going to be in a couple of years down the road. I am licking my chops over because once he just gets more experience, more reps, 
continues to develop and also gets a little bit more help alongside him, uh, the other 31 NHL teams better look out. And I'm very excited for his future based on what we've seen so far this season. But getting into what Patrick Kane did in his first 45 games, one thing I want to say before getting into these numbers, obviously 2007, 2008, not to throw a little bit of a jab here at Kaner, but it was a long time ago. And the game of hockey is different. There's also the fact that where these two Blackhawks teams are at or where this current Blackhawks team is at and where the 2007-2008 team is at is a little bit different. Um, while that was a time where the Blackhawks were still going through the rebuild and figuring things out, they actually almost qualified for the playoffs, if you all remember correctly, in 2007-2008. So that team was certainly more capable and qualified than this Blackhawks group right here right now. So it is a little tricky getting into comparisons. There's also the fact that Connor Bedard, uh, while he and Patrick Kane are both special talents, they provide much different toolkits and they're much different types of players. We think of Bedard as more of a goal scorer. While he has playmaking abilities, I do think shooting the puck is going to be his best attribute. Always Well, Patrick Kane, even though he developed the goal scoring ability a little bit later in his career, always been known as more of a playmaker when out there on the ice. So there are a little bit of differences, obviously, when getting into these comparisons. But funny enough, Blackhawks fans, Patrick Kane's first 45 games are a little eerily similar to what Connor Bedard has done so far this year. In Kaner's first 45 games, he tallied nine goals and 31 assists. How about this, Blackhawks fans? For 40 points, the same exact number of points that Connor Bedard has in his first 45 NHL games. Now, the numbers are a little bit different, but like I said, Patrick Kane at that time when he stepped into the NHL wasn't much of a goal scoring threat. Yeah, he could do it, but he was known for his playmaking and his passing abilities. Nine goals to 31 assists compared to Bedard. 17 goals and 23 assists. I do think Kaner had a, a little bit more quality of teammates than Bezzi has here right now. Um, so I think that probably leads to the disparity in terms of goals and assists. But yeah, kind of funny that the last two number one overall picks for the Blackhawks, excuse me, have tallied 40 points exactly through their first 45 NHL games. While Bedard was a minus 26, Kaner was only a minus five, but plus minus kind of is what it is. Kaner was a little bit more susceptible to taking penalties with 28 penalty minutes in his first 45 games. Uh, Bedard had two power play goals in his first 45 NHL games. Patrick Kane only had three. Bedard had 135 shots on net. Patrick Kane had 120, shooting it at a uh, far lower clip with a 7.5 shooting percentage compared to Bedard's at 12.5. But again, I think that's kind of uh, given considering Bedard's goal scoring, I thought, and a lot of people thought, was going to transition very well uh, as a rookie in the NHL. So yeah, pretty crazy that those two numbers are, are eerily similar. Uh, and looking at Patrick Kane's final rookie numbers en route to winning the Calder Trophy in 2008, he did play in all 82 games for the Blackhawks that year, tallying 21 goals, 51 assists for 72 points, just under a point per game rate. He was a minus five on the year, which he also was through 45 games, had 14 even strength goals compared to seven power play tallies, got his shooting percentage up to 11% while averaging 18 minutes and 22 seconds of time on ice. And basically, Based on what we've seen from Connor Bedard so far this year, we can kind of project out the numbers with 23 games left in the year right now. If my numbers are correct, 
This is kind of an estimation, but Bedard is on track for in 68 games to tally 27 goals, 33 assists, and 60 points. So as well, just under a point per game margin for the Blackhawks. But yeah, it's going to be really fun to see if Bedard can hit that 30 goal uh, mark this year as a rookie, despite missing those 14 games. But how about that, Blackhawks fans? Pretty similar numbers between the organization's last two number one overall picks. Yes, they're different types of talents, but I think this is a pretty good indicator. I'm not going to go and say Connor Bedard is Patrick Kane. He's going to win three Stanley Cups, a Con Smythe, all that good stuff. Would I absolutely love it? Yes, but I'm not going to go that far. All I'm going to say is, I think it's a pretty good indicator what Connor Bedard has done in his rookie season and comparing it to Patrick Kane's rookie numbers that Connor Bedard is going to be a very special player like Patrick Kane has been for nearly the last two decades once he develops and hopefully that is the case for a long long time here for the Chicago Blackhawks as he is the new face of the franchise. All right that wraps up my fun little comparison on Patrick Kane and Connor Bedard's rookie seasons. Coming up in just a moment I will talk a bit about all the Blackhawks prospects that are currently playing for top 25 teams in the NCAA college hockey. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. But first, I got to talk to you all about Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. And after providing more than 20 years of service to both small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is now offering a digital seminar for both families and couples. And did that Valentine's Day gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you had hoped? Well, if that's the case, you can go and get the couples and family online seminar for 25% off the rest of the month of February using the discount code LOCKDOWN. Again, that's discount code LOCKDOWN to get 25% off the rest of the month of February at www.caminoconsulting.ca or Mention Lockdown when reaching out for a business seminar, and you'll receive the first five profiles for free. Again, go and check out www.caminoconsulting.ca, not .com, www.caminoconsulting.ca, and be sure to use that promo code Lockdown for 25% off the rest of the month of February. Segment two, the latest college hockey rankings dropped per usual yesterday yesterday afternoon. And with only a few weeks left in the regular season before conference tournaments and the Frozen Four gets going, I figured now would be a pretty good time to talk about all of the Hawks prospects that are playing for some of the top teams in college hockey, how their season is going, uh, what roles they've been playing all year long and as of late, and what's next for each of them whenever their seasons come to an end. And there are a lot of Blackhawks prospects that have been playing meaningful games um, for some of the top programs in college hockey all season long. And a lot of them have had some good years, but now it's really starting to ramp up. You know, I'm a little bit biased here because my birthday's in March, but I really believe 
March is the best month of the year. You got March Madness, you got the Frozen Four, college basketball conference tournaments, hockey conference tournaments, you got the Players Championship in golf, some great UFC fights always in the month of March. I'm always really excited for it, but I'm also really excited to see uh, a lot of these Blackhawks prospects play even meaning more meaningful games uh, the rest of the way here and um, which teams are going to be uh, in the mix for winning it all this season. And it sounds like there could be a few Blackhawks prospects that are shooting for a national championship based on the latest rankings and kind of the rankings that we've seen all season long. So let's go ahead and get into it here. Coming in at number two in the latest college hockey rankings is none other than the Boston University Terriers. They have projected number one overall pick Macklin Celebrini as their top line center. He has been dominant all year long. He had a four-point game on Friday night, just continues to rack up the points. Uh, he's been their top-line center. Their number two center all season long has been Blackhawks prospect Ryan Green, who's in the middle of his sophomore campaign there, second-round pick for the Blackhawks in last year's NHL draft, and he's picked up where he left off with the Terriers as a freshman in 32 games so far as a sophomore. He's tallied nine goals and 19 assists for 28 points, just under a point per game clip. He's been playing the bumper role on their top line power play. Um, a really good two-way forward who can also play on the penalty kill. A pretty good face-off man at a young age as well. BU figures to be in the mix all the way into the end because of the star power they have. Um, I'm really excited to see Ryan Green play some serious college hockey action over the next couple of weeks. He's going to be tested, but I'm rather curious to see uh, what his next decision is going to be. If I had to guess, I, I really believe he's going to go back to uh, college hockey to play his junior season. And assuming Macklin Celebrini departs, I know BU regularly has one of the best recruiting classes year in and year out. So maybe someone comes in and takes that top line center position away from Greener. But if he does come back, it looked like he'd be the head honcho, the one C for the Terriers next season, potentially. And while he has shown some good things in his first two years of college hockey, I still think there's a little bit of further development needed for him before uh, hitting the pro scene. So for Ryan Green, I fully expect him to go back to Boston University, but crazier things have happened. But definitely go and put a star next to BU's name if you haven't been watching them all season or if you're a fan of college hockey. They're a team that looks like are going to be in the mix until it's all said and done. Ryan Green is going to be playing a meaningful role for that team. The next program inside the top 25 that has a Blackhawks prospect on it is number five, Denver University, the Pioneers, baby. And they also have Blackhawks prospect Aiden Thompson playing center for them as well. Had a really productive first season with the Pioneers last year, was a point-per-game player. Offensive numbers have been a bit down this season, but they have uh, progressed nicely over the last couple of weeks. It feels like Thompson has kind of shed that cold streak of his, if you will, and on the season in 32 games, he's tallied 13 goals, uh, or nine goals and 13 assists, excuse me, for 22 points. Still not a bad season, but compared to what he did last year where he had 32 points in 32 games, it is a little bit underwhelming. But Denver seems like they're always somewhere inside the top 10 and in the mix for the national championship. Aiden Thompson has been their third-line center most of the season, but they have a lot of talent on that Pioneers team. Uh, and they figure to be in the mix until it's all said and done as well. So Thompson and the Pioneers come in at number five. Next up is 
Oliver Moore and Sam Renzel with the Minnesota Golden Gophers coming up at number eight. Oh, by the way, I completely forgot to mention this. I did want to get into the games left uh, on the schedule for all of these teams. Boston University has two games left on the season. They play Providence on March 7th. That's their next matchup. And then take on Vermont on March 9th for their uh, regular season finale. Denver still has four games left, two against St. Cloud this upcoming weekend, and then two the following weekend against Colorado College before they hit their conference tournament. Coming up next. Oliver Moore, Sam Renzel, the Minnesota Golden Gophers check in at number eight. They've regularly been inside the top 10 all season long. And these two freshmen for the Gophers have been fantastic. Oliver Moore has really picked it up since uh, coming back from the World Junior, which he had a pretty good tournament there as well. He's now got 29 points, seven goals, and 22 assists in 32 games as a freshman. The goal scoring, I think, has taken a nice step in these last couple of weeks. Sam Renzel has also been an excellent freshman. One goal and 24 assists for 25 points in 32 games. His offensive abilities really felt like they've kind of burst onto the scene this season. Uh, I think he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable in his body as well. And with that big frame of his on the right side, along with his skating, if he figures out the defensive side of things and kind of puts it all together, he has the makeup to be a really special prospect for the Blackhawks one day. He's been kind of bumped up between... Uh, bumped around between all three pairings so far this season. Oliver Moore has been a first-line or second-line center for the Gophers basically all year. An incredible 200-foot player that also is really solid at the face-off dot. Uh, Minnesota has two games left in the season, both of them coming against Frank Nazar and the Michigan Wolverines for some big-time tilts. Then we have Tage Harding, Connor Kelly, and the Providence Friars, who check in at number 10 in the men's college hockey rankings this week. Um, Tage Harding is probably the one of the two that could have a future with the Blackhawks organization, a third-round pick for them a couple of years back. Not really, <clears throat> excuse me, known for his offense so far this year. Uh, in his junior season, he's got two goals and six assists for eight points in 30 games. Down a little bit from last year, though, which I thought uh, was an encouraging sign that maybe his offense was developing well, but might have been a little bit of a flash in the pan for him. He had 17 points in 37 games for the Friars last season. Connor Kelly, I don't really ever see him signing an entry-level deal with the Blackhawks. He's playing in his senior season of college hockey, his second with the Friars after spending his first two years with Minnesota Duluth. In 29 games this year, he has one goal and 10 assists for 11 points, which does tie a career high, but still, I don't think it's enough to get on the Blackhawks' radar or anything. Kelly has been playing the second Second pairing minutes for the Friars most of the season on the right-hand side, while Tage Harding has been rounding things out on the third defensive pairing. Four games left in the season for the Friars, two against Merrimack this weekend, and then uh, one against BU next Friday before they wrap up their regular season against Northeastern on, um, I want to say that's Saturday, March 9th. Coming in at number 14 is the... Uh, what is UMass? Oh my gosh, I completely forgot. The, is it the Minutemen? I want to say it's the Minutemen. Uh, Liam Gorman is the Blackhawks prospect that plays for them, although doesn't really play much of a meaningful role. In 22 games this year, he's tallied no goals and three assists for three points. Well, uh, when he does get in the lineup, it's usually on the fourth line and doesn't get major minutes. But it is disappointing to see him not have a larger role for this team because I believe he was the leading scorer for Providence last season, or at least one of their leading scorers with 24 points in 30, 32 games before transferring. But 
Uh, I don't really ever see him being part of the Blackhawks prospect pool. Coming in at number 15 is Dominic Bassey in St. Cloud State. Although I will say Bassey has not been getting the start for them down the stretch here as of late. I think he's been struggling in the past couple of weeks, and he's actually been serving as the backup, which is uh, something to note. But so far this year, he's 12-9-2 with a 2.62 GAA, 9.01 save percentage, and three shutouts and 23 appearances. Save percentage has really dipped nearly back down into the 800s. Not what you wanted to see out of Bassey in his senior season. Uh, we'll see if he uh, gets the nod at all in goal for St. Cloud State in any of their final four games as they have two matchups with Aiden Thompson and Denver this weekend before rounding out their season the following weekend against Minnesota Duluth. And then last but certainly not least, coming in at number 16 is the Michigan Wolverines. And of course, centering their top line is none other than Blackhawks 2022 first round pick Frank the Tank Nazar, who's really, really uh, made the most of his sophomore season after an injury-plagued freshman year. He's got 14 goals and 21 assists for 35 points in 32 games, was one of the best players to help the United States win the gold at the 2024 World Junior Championship. Uh, I'm very excited for Frank's future, and I do believe we could see him make the jump to pro hockey following this year. I don't know if that's the best move for him, and personally, I wouldn't hate if he went back to Michigan for one more year, but I, I do kind of feel like we've seen enough from him this season. If he does want to make that leap, I would understand it. I'm really interested to see what the Blackhawks kind of feel about that and what his next step should be. I just want to put it out there. It's definitely in the realm of possibility that Frank Nazar joins on with the Blackhawks whenever his season comes to an end for Michigan. And they have two games left in their regular season. Like I said earlier, they're both against Oliver Moore, Sam Renzel, and the Minnesota Golden Gophers before the Big Ten Conference Tournament gets underway following that. All right, there are some updates on the Blackhawks prospects currently playing for top teams in all of college hockey. Coming up in just a moment, I will discuss where the Blackhawks prospect pool ranks compared to the 31 other NHL teams without Connor Bedard or Kevin Korchinski. But first, I got to talk to you all about Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Connor Bedard could be on his way to winning the Calder Trophy for NHL Rookie of the Year. Austin Matthews could be on his way to scoring 40 goals. And the Vancouver Canucks could be on their way to winning the President's Trophy. And you could be winning alongside them by playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. And Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy contests. And all you have to do is simply select whether studs like Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, or Connor Bedard will record more or less than their sleeper projections for goals, assists, points, shots, and more in any given game. And again, sleeper offers you the chance to win 100 times your cash. So start making the right picks, pay attention, and you could be winning real big. And right now you can also go and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps to get up to an $100 match on your first deposit with sleeper. Again, that's promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, and you can go and see sleeper's terms of use right now for more details. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. 
Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. To everyone still tuning into this point of today's episode, first, let me just say thank you very much. I really do appreciate all of your support. If you can help me out real quick, if you haven't done so already, go and hit that like button, comment down below, and subscribe to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel. And I also got to let you know to go and check out the new Lockdown Sports Today because Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day from the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. So make sure to go and check out Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Segment three, I've recently been getting into the top 10 players in the 2024 NHL draft based on a composite ranking from Scott Wheeler, Bob McKenzie, Chris Peters, and Corey Pronman, plus each of their own top 10 rankings. And I'll be diving more into the next 10, the top 20 on the show, either sometime later this week or early next week. I haven't exactly decided as of yet, but what I wanted to get into here today to wrap up today's show was uh, Scott Wheeler's NHL prospect pool rankings that he's been dropping one by one on social media recently. And I thought it'd be interesting to talk about where he has the Blackhawks coming in now that Connor Bedard and Kevin Korchinski, along with Alex Vlasic have all graduated from that prospect stage and are no longer qualified to be listed in the Blackhawks prospect rankings and kind of how the rest of the Blackhawks prospect pool shapes up with the other 31 NHL teams. So um, I think it's a good reminder here that even without Connor Bedard, even without Kevin Korchinski, their two highest selected draft picks in recent years, this is still one of the best and one of the deepest prospect pools in the entire NHL. And more help is on the way with the plethora of draft picks that Kyle Davidson has acquired since taking over uh, as general manager. So getting into the top 10 here for Scott Wheeler. Yes, the Chicago Blackhawks still come into the top 10. At number 10 is the Montreal Canadiens. Number nine, the Arizona Coyotes. Number eight, the Nashville Predators. And at number seven is our Chicago Blackhawks. And I feel like some fans out there might hear that or see that and be a little bit discouraged. Again, this is without Connor Bedard or Kevin Korchinski, widely considered to be their two press best prospects in the organization going into this season. So the fact that the Blackhawks are still in the top 10 without those two, plus all the first round picks they have moving forward. Yeah. uh, It's going to be a very good prospect pool for the next handful of years for the Blackhawks, even with Connor Bedard graduating. And here's what Scott Wheeler in particular had to say about the Blackhawks pool. Quote, the Blackhawks still have one of the league's top pools after graduating Connor Bedard, Kevin Korchinski, and Alex Vlasic. That speaks to the job general manager Kyle Davidson has done acquiring picks and what director of amateur scouting Mike Donahue has done with those picks. So again, just kind of hammering home the point of what a good job this franchise has done into in terms of uh, going into a full-scale rebuild and going about it the best possible way, I feel like Kyle Davidson and Mike Donahue has backed that up by making the most of those picks so far, and hopefully a lot of those players that the Hawks have selected and will select will be impact players moving forward. But I also wanted to get into 
who Scott Wheeler had is his current top 10 prospects in the Blackhawks organization compared to my midseason Blackhawks prospect rankings without Connor Bedard and Kevin Korchinski, of course. Wheeler's current top 10, number one, Oliver Moore, two, Frank Nazar, three, Sam Renzel, four, he actually has Lucas Reichel on here now that he is back down in Rockford and coming in below Sam Renzel isn't a great look for Lucas Reichel, five, Ethan Del Mastro, six, Adam Guyan, seven, Drew Comesso, eight, Ryan Green, 9 Nick Lardis, and 10 Colton Dock. And then my top 10, eliminating Connor Bedard and Kevin Korchinski because they were still part of my rankings. Number one for me was Frank Nazar. Two, Oliver Moore. I think you can kind of go back and forth with those two, but I'm personally a little bit higher on Frank Nazar. Three for me is Ethan Del Mastro. Four is Drew Comesso. Five, Ryan Green. Six, Colton Dock. Seven, Adam Guyan. Eight, Nolan Allen. Nine, Sam Renzel. And 10, Wyatt Kaiser. So we're kind of seeing eye to eye. I didn't expect my rankings to be exactly like his, but we have mostly the same players thrown into that top 10. So I think that's always a a good sign that I'm kind of on par with how the Blackhawks prospects development has gone so far. Um, But yeah, the Blackhawks checking at number seven. I think that's really impressive. The only teams that are ranked lower than them coming in at number six was the Philadelphia Flyers. Number five, the Anaheim Ducks. Number four, the San Jose Sharks. And then Wheeler actually is yet to get into his final three teams. But the only ones that are left are the Buffalo Sabres, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and the Detroit Red Wings. All right, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show. Be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free right now, wherever you may be listening to your podcast. And to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it becomes available each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman too. And make sure to go and also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, everyone out there, enjoy the rest of your day. I'll see you next time on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Gil Martin here, host of the Lockdown NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Lockdown NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.